gave my life to Jesus Christ on the 22nd of April 1990. And to be honest with you, I wasn't looking for him. I only went to church, I fancied a girl who ended up becoming my wife. It's got a long story short. But I remember driving home that night through Hornchurch in Essex and looking at people and wanting to cry because I suddenly realised that people weren't just people, but they were God's kids. And I knew I had to tell people about it, which is why I'm speaking to you today, 30 years on. I sat on the edge of my bed the next day and I opened this Bible that I've been given. The only Bible I'd had before was the Gideon's one. And uh, just opened it up onto Hebrews 13.5, feeling like a bit of an idiot, actually. So I've just become a Christian, feel a bit vulnerable. And Hebrews 13.5 says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And having this overwhelming feeling that God was with me. And that feeling all those years ago has never actually left me. And that is an extraordinary thing. I can't manufacture that feeling. Uh, you can't make that up. It's not some psychological thing like I've been hypnotised. I mean, I heard the message of Jesus in Emerson Park Evangelical Church, his tiny little chapel on the Ardley Green Road in Hornchurch. There are no flashing lights or strobe lighting and smoke machines and razzmatazz. There's no hype. I just heard the message of Jesus. This guy, Robert Scott, had been speaking. He is an ex-paratrooper who became a Methodist minister. And he told how Jesus had died for me and consequently died for you. He spoke about how he paid the price. And as I sat there listening to him, it slowly sank in. We all want justice. But we want justice for everyone apart from ourselves. Yet suddenly realised that I'd been out of order. And I had things in my heart that weren't right. All of us carry stuff we don't want other people to know about. And some of us, our, our message is more obvious than others. But as he spoke, I thought, I need justice. I, I, I deserve justice. Then he told how Jesus got nailed to a lump of wood for me. And if I turned to him and asked for forgiveness, my slate could be wiped clean, I could start again. He spoke about how Death came into the world because of our choices and how our bad choices and our selfishness kills us. But Jesus dealt with death on the cross and he dealt with death so decisively. The Bible says he rose again and that's what we remember today. 2000 years on, Christians are still remembering 
the resurrection of Christ. Dealt with death and defeated sin and rose again to show us that we can have a new life, new hope, new future. And I remember this guy Robert Scott talking about that and the next day just thinking God is with me. And that feeling has never gone. One of my favourite Psalms, and if you've got a Bible, grab hold of it later and read it. It's Psalm 139. It talks about how there's nowhere you can go where God isn't present. Even if you're in the darkest places, God is there. Even if darkness is crowding in around us, God shines a light. It talks about how he knows every day ordained for us, how we're knit together in our mother's rooms, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made and loved. It finishes by saying, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I've had that feeling since the 22nd of April 1990 that no matter where I go, what I do, God is with me. And my earnest prayer is that those of you listening to this who don't know Jesus would find some quiet place today. Maybe even humble yourself like never before and get on your knees and bow your head and quietly whisper up to heaven. God, if you're there, would you show me? Because this is what we're all realising at the moment. If you have placed your faith, your life, your hope, your trust on your share portfolio, your pension plan, well, you've seen that half, at least. That's building your life on the sand. If you place your faith, hope, loaf and life and trust in your physical fitness, your prowess on the running track or how fast you can run or your football game, hockey, whatever is your thing, your gym, how much you can bench or press or get on a cross trainer and blitz it. It means nothing right now. But for those of us who put our faith, our hope, our life, our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and on his resurrection, you can have hope for today and a destiny. And I've seen the power of the cross and the resurrection impact so many lives over the years. You need to know, I'm not just saying this because it's some serious hobby. This is life and death stuff. I, I've sat in a living room in Belfast with an ex-member of the Royal Ulster Constabulary and an ex-member of the Provisional IRA. As they said to me, we used to hunt each other on the streets of Belfast, but now on the men's breakfast planning committee for the local church. How does that even happen? Last year at the gathering, this big men's festival that I help organise. I watched as a career criminal hug policemen at the front, Christian policemen. They wept together and embraced and forgave one another as this ex-career criminal gave his life to Christ. Countless stories of people overcoming addiction, people's marriages being restored, families being brought back together, 
work stresses being dealt with, anxieties being extinguished, people finding hope in a future, not just for now, but for eternity. I just want to say this. Um, we are not used to seeing death in our culture. But the fact is, we are all going to die. We know that. We just don't like to think about it. But suddenly we're facing that reality more than ever before. We, we don't do death very well in Western society. But suddenly we're having to face up. Here's the thing. If this life is it, what a sick and cruel joke. What an investment I put into my daughters. Are they just going to be some memory stick one day in a box in the attic? I don't even know my great, great, great granddad's name. Or are you made by your father in heaven? Who loves you more than you can comprehend. And has a plan for you. And reached out with incredible grace to you. By sending his son Jesus Christ to die for you. And then rise again to make a place for you. So that one day when you do die. If you put your faith, your hope, your life and trust in Christ, you'll open your eyes and be with him. I'm going to read you an account from the Bible, from uh, Luke's Gospel. I'm just going to say a few things about it and, and then leave you to your thoughts today. On the first day of the week, this is Luke 24, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And that would have been perplexing because these stones were massive and often rolled into a ditch so they were hard to push out. It would have taken some effort. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they didn't believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. And to many people, you'll be thinking, oh, this is nonsense. There was a guy called Lee Strobel, who's a forensic journalist and an atheist and wanted to disprove the resurrection. Because if you take the resurrection out of Christianity, Christianity's got nothing left. And so for... 2,000 years, people have been trying to disprove it. Uh, let me just tell you, they've not succeeded, but this guy, Lee Strobel, he, he gathered all the evidence on a premise that if we could put this before a court of law, would it be disproved? And the conclusion was, there's enough evidence for the resurrection to stand. And maybe we're going to that in another talk. I'm not going to do that today. But just, just note, the, the evidence is so strong for the resurrection, it would stand in a court of law. And as a result, these guys who compiled this evidence gave their lives to Christ. And they'll talk about what that means uh, towards the end. Peter, however, verse 12, got up and ran 
to the tomb. Impetuous Peter. He's a character. He's always first in, first man in. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering what happened. But I'll tell you what happened. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. When I was a young man, I, uh, I had ambitions. I really wanted a Porsche. And I went to travel the world. I went to get a lot of money and then take up golf and die. Probably after buying a second holiday home. Let me tell you what that's doing. That is looking for life amongst what's dead. And I think we're all realising that now. Why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? This verse says. Alexander the Great, when he died, I mean, he had conquered the known world. And uh, when he died, he asked to be buried in an open casket with his arms stretched out, not with loads of stuff. And his reason was that he realised that although he had conquered the known world, at that time, he died with nothing. And I'm just going to level with you. If you're putting all your faith, hope, life and trust in yourself or in the accumulation of possessions, if life is a game, it's all about the accumulation of possessions. That ain't going to satisfy your soul. And it's not going to secure your destiny. And, let me tell you this, when you're lying in your hospital bed dying, you're not going to be thinking about your Porsche. I've sat with a lot of people when they're facing the end. And I've been with a lot of people when they're grieving, having suffered loss. And I'm just going to say this. Christians face, face grief and pain differently. I remember being with uh, one guy who was dying in hospital once. As a young pastor. And just sat with him, praying and sharing stuff. And said to him at one point, is there anything you're frightened of? Is there anything that you're scared about? As you face the end. Decided to bite a bullet and ask his question. So he said to me, oh, would you just shut up and leave me alone? <laughs> Of course, I'm not fighting. So I know where I'm going. Christians know where they're going because Jesus rose again. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong that you work hard, earn money, any of those things. I'm saying where you're putting your faith, your hope, your life, and your trust. What are you building your life on? I can sit here today and say to you, I have fullness of life now and hope for the future because I put my faith, my hope, my life, my trust in Christ. I'm not saying that every day of my life is easy because it's not. It's not. And we all face trials and we all go through tough times. But I can still know the peace of Christ. I can still access it. 
and I know the trajectory that my life's on. And let me tell you that the decision that I made for Jesus on the 22nd of April 1990 affects where I'm going to be 10,000 years from now. I believe that with all my heart. It gave me a new hope, a new life, a new future and a destiny. I'm simply making an offer to you today. You may be listening to this and be a Christian, but your love for Christ has grown cold. Make it good today. You may be listening to this and be a committed Christian and things are great. Thank God today. You may be listening to this and not know Jesus. Some people say, oh, your Christianity is just a crutch. No, 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 no. It's true that I know my need. We might like to portray the outwardly strong, but inwardly we all know. But actually my faith in Christ puts steel in my spine. And I found this. Deep down, there is a man that I know that I want to be. Same applies to you if you're a woman, of course. There is a woman that you'll want to be. Deep down. But only Jesus Christ can make you the kind of man or woman you know you ought to be. If you have not yet made your peace with Christ, know that today you can. He died for you and three days later he rose again and defeated death, took on the powers of hell and slayed them. All you need to do is turn to him. Just in that quiet moment, get on your knees and say, God, here I am. Just me. Would you meet with me? There's this verse in the Bible that says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord. Be that person. Don't trust in what brings nothing. The money, the job, the business acumen, your health. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just in a quiet moment, thank him. Today, thank him. And ask him to send you his peace. And he will. I know that there are those of you listening who are feeling anxious about what's going on. There are those of you listening that are wrestling with fear. There's a lot of fear out there. Let me share this verse with you. This is Billy Graham's life verse. May I boast in nothing but the cross of Jesus, for I have been crucified to the world and the world to me. Do not look for satisfaction in the world. Look for peace in Christ. Everything is from him. Let me tell you this as I close. Every breath that you are taking right now, nanosecond by nanosecond, your existence is a precious gift from God. If you wanted to wipe it out and stop everything, did you know he could? He could. 
You say, well, why is he feel God's there? Why isn't he? Why isn't he stopping stuff? Well, God has a plan, and He'll work His plan and purposes out. But now, why don't you put your faith, your trust, your hope, your life in Him and turn to Jesus Christ? He died for you, so that you can have peace, fullness of life, and completeness of joy. Have hope for today, and a destiny into the future. One day we will all die. And when I close my eyes for the last time in this life and I open them and I go into the next, I want to open my eyes and see all my mates there, my family members, my neighbours. <laughs> because we put our trust in Christ. Don't look for the living among the dead. Put your trust, your faith, your hope, your life on the of Jesus Christ. He has risen and he changed the game. God bless you all. Happy Easter.